welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for The Predator. My name is Tom Chick. I'm here with Christian Mukowski. It's Gaylord. And with a Predator tagline, or two, sometimes three, we have Kelly Wand. Finally, another Predator movie where the Predator's not interested in brunettes. I knew that. That was exactly the reaction I was expecting. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to cast (laughs) back... Into my and other brunettes, Maria Conchita Alonso, the uh, oh, right, jungle right, right. lady from the first one. Uh, the was jungle lady? Did you call her the jungle lady? Yeah, it's not racist. She was a it's Maria like... Conchita Alonso alike, I seem to recall. Jungle's only racist. You're not racist if it's Latina. Kelly Wan, the Predator is super into Sanaa Lathan in Alien vs. Predator. They become best buddies. He does laugh a lot, that's true. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, whatever. All right, Kelly Wan, give us another tagline before we start talking about the movie. Finally, a Shane Black movie without a precocious kid. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Wan, oh my god, you knocked it out of the park. Surely there can't be one better than that. Mm, there's there's one, but it's not better, so let's just No, well, we got to hear it. What what yeah, what should have you what should you have said before you said that one? Finally, a movie that taps into our fears of bass fishermen. <laughs> Knock it out of the park! <laughs> that one I don't understand. Because it's not a predator. It's uh, it's. Bass you fishermen. don't understand it. It's sport. Do you do you have to know about? Lines in the movie. Okay. They do you have to know about, about any famous thing. pirates? Is that any prerequisite for understanding that tagline? You have to actually have heard the dialogue <laughs> in the movie The Predator that Olivia Munn says. I don't think of bass fishermen as hunters, though. They're fishermen. Uh, well, tell Olivia Munn that. I'm not. I'm just All quoting right. a scientist. Get her on the horn, Kelly Wand. <laughs> I'm not a scientist like Olivia Munn. I'm just taking her word for it. I'm just uh, Trump. I'm following traffic. Jim Kelly, Mattis knows what's up. Kelly's uh, just an analyst. He can't go to yeah. you. I'm just uh, Jack Ryan, uh, Chris Pine version. Uh, Affleck. Or I blow up Maryland. Dingus, what movie is Kelly Wand not talking about? <laughs> Yeah, what am I not talking about? The week, this week we saw The Predator. Mm-hmm. Not Predator, right. it's The Predator. And it's only it's not Predators plural either. No, it's not Predators. That would be something plural. completely different. No, in fact we have a listener who wrote in who would have liked an Adrian Brody uh, cameo at the end of this. And a podcaster as well. Um, I'd have taken a Barbeau. <laughs> this week we saw The Predator. Which it's not. Thank you. A 2018 American science fiction action adventure horror sort of reboot slash remake sequel movie about being stuck in group two, the sequel to group one, only stupider. It was directed by Shane Black and written by him with Frank Decker based on characters created by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. It stars Boyd Holbrook, Travante Rhodes. Olivia Munn, Thomas Jane, Keenan Michael Key, and Jake Busey. <laughs> what? what? That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that was Jake Busey as the predator. I, at first, I thought it was T.J. Miller, like in rehab makeup or something. <laughs> and I realized it was him. It was Jake Busey, like finally crawling out of having done contact. Well, I, th- I think it was. A, I think it was a joke true. about Predator too. Don't you think? Yeah. 
Uh, By the way, real quick, Dingus, uh, just because you you seem to have so much fun saying his name, it's Fred Decker, not Frank. Uh, oh, it's Fred? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was yeah. Frank. No, I, like, I just love the name Decker so much. All right, Fred Decker. Well, he's got he's got a background. I mean, yeah. We... Have right. you watched Decker, the Tim Heidecker series? Anyway, Dingus, carry on. <laughs> the Predator, uh, about somebody who dates before they go out. Oh, there goes that opsis joke. Damn it. Uh, is rated R for strong, bloody violence, language throughout, and crude sexual references. Kelly Wand, should the MPAA add anything to the, that list? I declare this movie rated G. <laughs> little kids can go see it. You're okay with that. You're okay with little kids watching Travante Rhodes smoke <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, well, they might be joints, so it's okay. <laughs> Uh, the predator, the, the predator opened at number one. Uh, unfortunately, it was a, a, a what you would call soft. soft. Yeah, it was a soft opening. Brad Brevet at Box Office Mojo uh, points out he does analyses every week, and he points out that uh, this is the worst opening of all time for a movie that opened in over 4,000 screens because that's a wide opening and the studios wow. put them in 4,000 screens because they expect it'll do well. But the previous record holder was was The Mummy, which uh, opened in more which than – one? Four, the Tom Cruise one. It opened at more than uh, 4,000 screens and it only opened with $31 million. This one similarly opened with more at more than 4,000 screens and it only made $25 million. But still, it was number one, so it's got that going for it. Monsters people don't want to see the genre. Hmm. Don't be so harsh on the Predator, Kelly Wand. I don't want uh, to see the Predator, and he doesn't want to see the Predator because he's invisible all the time. Other people <laughs> who don't want to see the Predator are critics. It's at 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck the, you, Predator! The average rating on Metacritic is 49. And you know who else doesn't want to see the Predator? Idiots! On CinemaScore, C+. Not mm. enough for us! Ouch. That's a pain. Too, when, when this Cinema... movie's too smart. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, Kelly Wand, why don't you give us hey, a... C+. The... That's, that's really low. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you, uh, so why don't you then, Kelly Wand, give us a synopsis of The Predator? There's, right. only, there's only so many things this could be called. Well, I would have thought that too, and yet the title's still stuck in my craw. Like, what? Like, it's still not about a particular Predator who's like the ultimate Predator. Like, this is the Predator. You got all the. Because it's like calling, what's that David Bowie movie, The Man Who Fell to Earth? Mm hmm. You know, like, there's a lot of Earthlings, so he's not that special, is he? Well, I guess he's an alien. But, there's, yeah. but like, Starman, there's a bunch of stars. Mm -hmm. Hold on a second, Tom. <laughs> so, would you like to analyze the C-plus further, just for a second? <laughs> Did we lose Kelly Wand? Kelly Wand, come in. Have we lost comms? No, no. <laughs> Ugh, just... A little Was preparatory work for the synopsis. Understood. That's fine. Yeah, it's, you know, I need every possible aid I can. Right. Okay. Whew. The Predatopsis. Mm. A bunch of stars do nothing while a couple red words in Predator font are all outer space. <laughs> Some spaceships decloak and start fighting while Shane Black tries to figure out what CG is. <laughs> <laughs> That's only everything I was thinking during that opening shot. Like, ah, a really cool opening. What the fuck's he think is happening? 
Iron Man was too CG light to teach him anything. Since predators aren't called drivers, one crashes the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a blonde man with a sniper rifle hangs out in some jungle. Uh, Unit 4 to base? I think my guy's name's Chip Plingemson. <laughs> uh, have visual on targets. Uh, repeat, Chip Plingemson on base. Okay, <laughs> now they're taking the hostage out of the car. And yes, I shot him. Target down. Repeat, I just shot the hostage in the head. Uh, yeah. Based to Plingemanson, uh, your job was to extract the hostage. Alive? Especially the head. Over. Uh, Plingemanson to base. Now all the gunmen are pointing at me and shaking their fists. Uh, I guess they're upset. Uh, Plingemanson to base. Please advise. Uh, based to Plingemanson. Run? Shoot back? I don't... Dude, you're a sniper. I... <laughs> We went over it all in the briefing. Plingemanson's a base. Some spaceships are here also. Abort. Repeat. <laughs> Abort Plingemanson's. <laughs> Wait, I think I found a dirt trail down this cutback. Not the budget kind. Doesn't look too steep. <laughs> <sighs> Naked Arnold masturbating beside me looks over and goes... The future in Predator 2 is totally implausible compared to the Terminator future and the Running Man futures. Those are based on logical extrapolations. <laughs> also putting Bill Paxton in both the movie Aliens and the movie Predator 2 is too confusing for the Predators. <laughs> he takes their side. By the time I tear my drooling gaze away from Arnold's drooling junk, Chip and a couple of his oh. friends are goofing around with the Predator. I can't help it, Dingus. You've seen it. It's not a gay thing. It's just that impressive. Chip and a couple of his friends are goofing around with the Predator, or a Predator, since there's different kinds, unlike Wolverines and Facebooks. <laughs> Chip stares at some glowing droplets on some foliage. He daubs some on his finger, sniffs it, Pulls his nose, wretches, then tastes it. He nods at his friend. Yup! He licks his finger thoroughly. Alien jizz, all right. He scoops him up with a leaf, crumples the leaf, and starts eating it. Behind them, the predator giggles and tiptoes past, shimmering from view. Damn it! He went invisible again. Oh! The race is so far ahead of ours! <laughs> Beside me, H.G. Wells rolls his eyes. <laughs> Chip's friends all... Hey, do we know that mud tricks predators? Because remember when Arnold discovered that accidentally and then made a huge fire to give away his location? <laughs> Man, that was a classic film. Wouldn't he have made it back to civilization, though, and just told our guys, hey, aliens got no answer for mud. Stock up on mud. Right? <laughs> Would we have done that? That's canon. First predator's got to be canon. Right? Chip. Chip Plungemanson. Chips off. Shh. Speaking of giving away locations, I think I heard that predator mandible noise. That <laughs> man thing. I heard it. Suddenly, half a disemboweled guy, wrapped in vines, drops into view. Chips off. Gary, no! Sprays the corpse with bullets. 
<laughs> oh, Gary. While the predator scampers off, giggling. Chips off. Okay, Lensington, here's the plan. I'll go back to that Mexican cartel, that drug cartel. Maybe they'll be real friendly because I shot their hostage. I'll just ask if I can use their phone. You stand here and root for me to succeed. Lensington suddenly realizes Lensington's head's on a stick and the predator's waving it in his face like a lollipop. <laughs> Lensington, no! Oh. <laughs> the predator loses interest and falls asleep while Chip trips over the spaceship, somehow opens a box in the ship's side for some reason and finds a metal ball inside. He decides to keep the ball. Why not? <laughs> then he takes off the predator's face mask and one armband... Then runs off giggling into the jungle. <laughs> oh, his radio's all. Uh, base to uh, Chip Flinchmanson's. Hello. <laughs> Do you extract the second hostage at least? There's another one who's more important. Hello. Base. Later, in a Mexican cantina that I guess never has any customers inside it. <laughs> Why should I serve drinks to a man with a gun? That's not the kind of tavern I want to be in charge of, S.A. Oh, yeah? Well, how about serving beverages to someone who does this? Turns mildly invisible. <laughs> Bartender's off. Okay, all your drinks are free, and I have no follow-up questions, senor. It's a good trick. <laughs> Hey, listen, I know you're a bartender and not a post office, but I need you to mail these two movie props to my son in America. <laughs> Don't just steal all of it for yourself. You're totally unmotivated for a Mexican bartender. It's more for a 12-year-old child. The bartender's all, okay, and shuffles off screen. Chip chuckles at how awesome being an American is. Takes a <laughs> bottle of scalp from behind the bar. Then he gets hungry, so he plops the metal ball into his drink and drinks it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They'll never find it there. Beside me, Tom Cruise looks over at Henry Cavill and goes, Man, you got fired from Superman movies to go do a fucking Witcher TV series? <laughs> 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 That's like me leaving Mission Impossible to go do super bad movies. Oh. Poor Affleck. If I had to play second banana to you and Momoa, I'd be in rehab too. <laughs> Cabal's all, bro. You know what the saddest thing about you is? That is your nose job. Also, uh, Porky's called. They said they want the decade when you were considered cool back. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, the decade when you were cool called to say it's never existed. So, yeah. Phone war. Cruise. Point. One. Back in the movie. Okay, kids, uh, some bullies in the hallway just set off the fire alarm, so I need everyone to go outside onto the grass and stand around, uh, except for the bullies, and Johnny here. Johnny, you cool? Okay, cool. Uh, be out there. The bullies stride through the school hallways, unopposed. <laughs> 
Don't still ever solve that issue. A bully's all. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah! Woo! This is even cooler than starting an actual fire and not pulling the alarm. Hey, look! <clears throat> he points at Johnny crouched under a blackboard, crooning and farting anxiously. Well, well, well. Looks like I just got a hankering for ass burgers. His buddies all, yeah, let's barbecue and sodomize this sick kid. Uh, it's a good idea. Like the predator did the Native American off screen in the uh, first one. Let's do that. Beside me, Butch from the Little Rascal shakes his head in disapproval and tears up a little at what bullies has become in this country. Some Native Americans throw garbage on his foot. Oh. <laughs> For you, mostly. The bullies point and laugh at Johnny till it loses its bloom, the action, not Johnny, and walk off high-fiving. On their way out, they somehow guess correctly which chessboard was Johnny's game in progress and knock all the pieces over. Once they're gone, Johnny gets up, goes over to the board, picks up all the pieces, and starts putting them back on the board in a random order. <laughs> uh, through the window, the bullies watching him pick all these pieces up. Are all, oh, look, fuck, he got us. Picking them up. Oh, damn that, Johnny. God. Meanwhile, in an interrogation room, Sir, did you see any unusual CG when you made yourself invisible in the bar? <laughs> Chips all. By the way, my character's interested. A feisty black guy and his white friend watching through one-way glass chuckled knowingly. The black guy's all, oh man, that's dark, that's deep, yo. Woo! Interested. The white friend's all, what? Sir, did you mail anything to your psychotic child that may prove relevant in a later scene? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You mean maybe like something from the movie Alien? Ha <laughs> ha! Boom! <laughs> By the way, don't scan what I ate. The black guy's all, oh yeah, he saw something. <laughs> oh yeah. The white friend's all, who? Later in a room with some glass in it. Major, I'm scientist and former, um, BJ? Olivia Munn. I'm here because I wrote a letter to NASA when I was seven saying I wanted to say stuff about space animals to disinterested bureaucrats. I got no response. Then I remailed it a couple days ago with a photo, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, ma'am, that's not a shower stall. Um, you don't have to disrobe. Uh, Later. Dr. Munn, I'm Colonel Other Black Character. As you can see, we have an alien strapped to a table, although we prefer to call it a predator. Um, yeah, what you're describing is more like a bass fisherman, since they also hunt man for sport. Uh, ironically, the aliens from Alien are predators, although since we made them, according to Prometheus and Covenant, they're not actually aliens. So, kind of weird. Huh, that's weird. Most predators that I've imagined I might one day study usually have face masks on them and two armbands. Oh yeah, a uh, blonde sniper might have mailed him to his autistic kid, so we put him on a bus with some comic actors. <laughs> Standard procedure. Or as we call it, SOP. I'm not sure what the O there. Whatever. Uh, well, can I talk to him after you lobotomize him? Jesse Ventura hobbles up with a chain gun and goes, Hey, just FYI, I uh, freed up some time to bleed. 
So, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, on a bus, y'all must be the new blonde guy. Name's Guy from Key and Peel, who's not Peel. Changed it from Gaylord, since I'm no fan of monarchies. We're the loonies. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but the uh, fun Terry Gilliam kind, not sedated, traumatized. Uh, my characters that I smoke cigarettes or joints, not sure what these are, where I'm getting them. I'm in here for trying to shoot my CO. He takes off his hat and points to a bullet hole in his skull off screen. Who's <laughs> his own CEO? What? CEO? A guy in the back of the bus is all, bitty, 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 whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, that's cuckoo clock there. His insanity is he thinks he's in a Predator movie. No, I do. Yes, I don't. Why does he keep making them clicking noises? Yeah, that's how he thinks the Predator sounds. I kill you, S.A. Praise Jesus. Just like it says in the book of Habakkuk. Yeah, Beardy there is the most insane of any of us. He thinks an Arabic man named Jesus was killed by the Romans and then came back from the dead. The end of days is coming, just you wait. This is going to be the last Predator movie till the next crossover with the Blob and Jumper. Maybe Fantastic Four, too. Heard they got Max Landis doing punch-up. So what's your story, blonde character? I saw me a space alien. Although since he has dumb teeth and dreadlocks and wasn't dating anyone yet, I guess, <laughs> guess you could say he's more like a predator. I'm sorry. Damn it! They all laugh and point at him, then stop. Damn it, I'm serious. I mailed its mask and one of its sexy golden arm bracelets to my retarded son from a Mexican bar. Then I drank a metal ball. <laughs> Just like it says in the Book of Lamentations. He's all, whoa, this does sound legit. Then they all laugh at him again. The bus driver joins in honking instead of starting the bus and driving it somewhere. Meanwhile, in Johnny's living room, his mom's all, okay, I probably should have asked you first what you want to be for Halloween, but anyway, I got you two uh, 49 cent masks here to choose from because I love you. Uh, the costumes were like another penny each, so... <laughs> okay, so your options are this one. Uh, pirate. Um, they sailed boats and uh, raped people. Um, buried necklaces for some reason. Or this one, Frankenstein. Uh, uh, he has green skin. Um, although the movies are all in black and white. And uh, he threw a girl into some water to see if she'd float. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, she did float, but not while alive. The doorbell rings, so Johnny ignores her and goes to answer it. The mailman's all, package for uh, Johnny Plingemanson's. <laughs> hey, listen, your dad has been paying his P.O. box, so the post office, <laughs> when that happens, we just bring the parcels right to your home address. <laughs> <laughs> Your punishment for being a deadbeat is a free house call from us. So it's a new policy, I guess. So don't do that again. Better pay your bill or we'll keep bringing you your mail. I don't want that. Oh, look, I see he's in the defense department. By the way, my name's Marty. Johnny shuts the door, then goes to his room and decides to open his dad's mail. That guy did talk a lot. He takes out the predator mask, then since he's super smart at all, 
He clicks a button that says wake up predator and lab, then toggles the kill all scientists switch to accept Olivia. <laughs> Back in the lab. Yes, Olivia. Oh, God. Guys, I did something none of your people apparently thought of, and I did a blood test. That thing has human DNA. He really is a bass fisherman. <laughs> fishermen also use ships. Also, something, something, climate change. Uh, <clears throat> I wasn't listening. What about the dreadlocks? Uh, Shane, come up with some mythology for those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are sensors. <laughs> See? Welcome, audience. <laughs> Everyone from the 80s, stop writing us. Your sensors that tell the predator where its head is. It needs to use hair as sensors, but electronics for uh, its other uh, stuff. Oh, also, he's breaking free and killing everybody. What the? The predator tricks the scientists by killing them and then stomps around looking for its missing jewelry. Olivia uses her science powers to take her clothes off and cower in a urinal. Once the predator realizes she's not Candace Bailey, <laughs> it just sighs with boredom. Meanwhile, the bus driver looks out his side window and watches helicopters crash and the predator kill his friends. <laughs> he yawns. <laughs> Chips all, see guys, told you there were aliens called predators. <clears throat> it's just like when Moses married the golden calf, essay. Guys, we have to get out of here. My son could be trick-or-treating any second. Keys all. Don't worry, the guys guarding us are professional soldiers. He winks at Cuckoo Clock knowingly. Cuckoo Clock, suddenly rendered sane and crafty due to the predator attack, nods and touches his nose with his finger. Then goes, <clears throat> Knock, knock. The bus driver begs open the wire mesh door from the cab. Why, you jump! They laugh and murder him, then free themselves and run around outside while the predator chases them and scratches his head. <laughs> Meanwhile, on a suburban street, since Johnny's a genius, he goes trick-or-treating protecting alien technology that he doesn't understand. <laughs> At one house, knock, knock. Yeah. Uh, trick-or-treat. Ah, fuck predator. As Johnny sighs and turns away. The bullies suddenly appear on the sidewalk behind him, point and go, Ha ha, Johnny couldn't get an alien costume. The predator mask suddenly fires a gun at them, but somehow misses and blows up the predator detractor's house, along with the detractor inside and his family. The bullies stare at Johnny. He lunges, playfully threatening to murder them as well. They run off. He's <laughs> a genius. A cop's all, nice work, Johnny. He ruffles Johnny's smoking mask muzzle. Meanwhile, on the roof of a bus, <laughs> Mun's all, guys, check it out. I killed the predator. Hashtag ET2. I mean, I shot my foot with a dart. Guess that would explain the human DNA earlier, too, actually. Chip's all, yeah, that's great, Olivia. Hey, guys, there's a picture of Cosby on this dart doing the data Later in a hotel room. Okay, sh she's waking up. Yeah, okay, stick it hard between her boobs. Yeah, okay, wait. Okay, go. What the fuck? Hey, Livia, good news. You're in a motel room with 10 psychotic ex-veterans who haven't seen a woman in months. 
Okay. Fucks with the unicorn. That just means Deckard's a replicant. <laughs> yes, that's what that means. I mean, damn it. I just want my stupid kid back. Oh. Munzal, no. We want your stupid kid back. Uh. She salutes him and shoots another dart into her foot. Beardy's all. Just like Abraham wanted Isaac, essay. Later, in Chip's house, Chip and the soldiers all stand around Johnny's mom. <laughs> She's all, I don't know, he's out trick-or-treating, I guess? I saw something on the news about an exploding house and an autistic kid, so I was like, <laughs> switch channels. <laughs> Chip's all, damn it! We better go find Johnny before he blows up the Predator. He's all... You mean you better go find what's-his-face. Changed our minds again. Now they're out of the bus. Fuck you. We're just going to stay here with your wife or ex-wife and not help. Chip shrugs and walks out. Johnny's mom's all. Now that Chip's left, she and then she's all. Look, Chip may be a shitty leading man, but he's supposedly a good soldier to hear him tell it. And if we don't save kids in movies, there won't be any chips not worth saving the soldiers of. So, yeah. <laughs> Just like Moses told Buddha in the Necronomicon essay, he claps a hand of the wife's face and goes, I didn't like your speech, so I'm leaving. I don't have to hear Lee talking anymore, idiot. He storms off. Cuckoo clocks all. I did like your speech, although I didn't hear it. They all walk out. A couple seconds later, Johnny walks back into the house. <laughs> they still had him find him. His predator mask drenched in blood. The mom's all, hi, Johnny. I was trick-or-treating. He opens his treat sack and raises a bully's severed head. Johnny's all, although my chess game was a stalemate, suddenly the evil black person and his white friends troop in with guns. Johnny holds up a sheet of paper covered with a bunch of squiggly crayon lines and spilled watercolors and goes, Look, I drew a map to the spaceship based on what this hat told me. <laughs> Suddenly, Johnny's mom raises her cell phone and punches some numbers. Hello, <clears throat> you've reached the voicemail of after Gerard, but... Beep! Chip, it's the ex-wife character. She throws her phone into the garbage disposal, flips it on, then runs cold water on the phone to try and fix it. Then she smirks at the black guy and goes, looks like you fucked with the wrong family sink. They disagree and kidnap the kid, later in a park. <laughs> Olivia Bunn's all... Oh, look, everybody, the CG gargoyle dogs from Ghostbusters and Angley's Hulk are in this. Aww. <laughs> That's what this R rating is. Can't wait to see how they pay off. Oh, they're docile. Who's a soft R? Who's a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Beside me, naked Arnold farts sauerkraut in disgust. Later, back at the lab facility, Chip's all... Yeehaw, we did it! Killed my kid and saved the predator! Well, a predator. Like Hosea told Legolas in the book of Eli, there's the rub, essay. 
Chip, it's me, Olivia Munn's character, standing here outside talking to you. I ran some more blood tests in your wife's garbage disposal, and it turns out the predators want to take over Earth because climate change will soon reduce most of its surface to deserts, which I guess they think is like jungle. Also, a bit of retcon. Instead of racial pride over their genetic superiority as the galaxy's best hunter species, now they're collecting human DNA to make hybrids by scientifically removing heads and hearts with their, uh, you know, unsanitized metal claws. And they really want your son's DNA because him accidentally blowing up that house proves that he's the next stage of human evolution. Um, so, yeah. Plus, they also knock over a lot of chess pieces since their fingers are so dumb. <laughs> Chips all. Yeah, they are. Oh, hello. <clears throat> this is the predator speaking. Oh, hi. Uh, your tongue, I'm called Gary, the fisherman. Uh, because Plip Jimjinsons has proven himself to be an incompetent foe, I'm hereby giving him a seven-minute handicap before I take off in my spaceship and fly his kid to my planet, where we have no bullies and he'll be treated very well. Starting... <laughs> Just waiting for the second hand to go back up. <laughs> One second. Don't, run, don't start yet. The predator laws and customs are very sacred. So, no cheating. Just 58 more seconds. Hang on. <laughs> All right, boys, I got me a plan, but it's going to require teamwork. Let's split up. Ten minutes later. <laughs> Chip walks into a clearing to find two of his wounded friends simultaneously raising their guns and shooting at each other. Damn it, guys. I want us to shoot the predator. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a terrible leader. He raises the walk and goes, Olivia, it's Chip. No sign of predators. I'm coming back. Listen, uh, I'm mostly divorced, and I'm pretty sure with your DNA, uh, you and I could knock out a kid whose DNA the predators would have zero interest in. <laughs> Suddenly, the predator's spaceship rises up beneath his feet and streaks off above the timberline. <laughs> Back in the forest, the two guys who shot at each other both missed, so they groaned miserably and continued dying in agony. Back on the roof of the spaceship, Chip tricks the ship by hanging on to it. Suddenly, Key and Beardy walk up. Key's all, hey, maybe this'll help. Predator spaceships may be able to withstand the rigors of deep space travel, but... He shoots a few bullets into a nearby turbine and then jumps into it and dies. <laughs> On the Predator's bridge, the computer's all, Warning! Black! Character! Killed! It starts careening out of control. Johnny flicks a switch that says, Cover Spaceship in Blue CG. <laughs> On the roof, Chip courageously cringes crying beneath a shell of blue CG as it slowly materializes, cutting Beardy in half. <laughs> as Beardy smiles, pleased with his noble sacrifice. <laughs> He's all... I feel like the baby that King Solomon. <laughs> Top half flies away. The Predator drives poorly, as usual, so his ship crashes into a tree. 
Chip tries to climb down, but finally trips and falls. The predator stumbles from his ship, then dies of old age. Some words are all. <laughs> Three words later, Chip walks into the lab at NASA, flipping everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Munn with a clipboard and a ponytail's all. Congratulations, Chip, on becoming the new head of NASA. <laughs> Chip walks over to his son and ruffles his face. He's still wearing the mask and congrats to johnny here for becoming the mayor of wyoming <laughs> tell mommy you got your own desk here <laughs> she didn't like it when i was fucking on your old desk we tried to do your homework because it wasn't her johnny points to a large alien canister in the middle of the lab with steam pouring off it and goes hey look the predators mailed us something from a bar in mexico the coffin opens. A technician takes out something, then holds it up mostly off screen and goes, uh, I'm just a scientist. What's this shit? Chip's all, that's my new suit, Bubba. I get to wear all the space clothes we find. He winks at us. Infinity War? See you folks back in 2020 for a real cliffhanger. Me and this fabric. <laughs> Olivia Munzall. So again, not so much a predator as a tailor or courier. Back in the forest, the two soldiers weakly raise their pistols and try to shoot each other again. <laughs> the guns click emptily. The end. All right, Kelly Wand, uh, go first real quickly and then throw it over to Dingus. Tell us briefly a movie better than this, a movie not quite as good as this. What did you think? And then uh, give it to Dingus. Um, I was kind of enjoying it in a good, bad movie way. I think some of the dialogue is kind of funny in the first half, if not like Ragnarok level, but the action's so terrible and so muddled and so chaotic. But none of the Predator movies are good. I never liked Predator. I think he looks just like Alien anyway. He has a stupid laugh. His tech's all over the map. The first Predator's garbage action-wise, too, except for that first gunfight before the Predator even shows up. That one's okay. But uh, none of the Predators are good. Uh, so my over is Predators uh, with Goggins because uh, it has no kids in it. And then kids uh, ruin Predator. Then my under is uh, AVP because, um, I don't know, it's PG-13, I guess. So, yeah, uh, pre- The Predator. I don't know. I'm not a Predator fan, so... I wanted this movie to convert me, and I really, I kind of liked the opening, but I broke up with it. But then I kept unbreaking up with it because it'd be like a funny line, like a good throwaway line that you weren't even meant to hear. But uh, the action sucked. So thumbs down, The Predator. Thoughts? All right, so I'll go next. So uh, I went with movies that uh, portray a team of crazy people doing stupid shit uh, as a team. Uh, my over would be The Dream Team, which is a movie I actually really like. Uh, so yeah. this, this is not closely bracketed because I think this movie is one of the worst movies ever. Um, and I can't believe it's from one of my favorite directors of recent, a couple recent movies and a guy I really like as a writer and, uh, surprisingly who, uh, worked on the first one and was put on set to oh, watch to, yeah, who he was, he put on set to watch over John McTiernan. <laughs> 
uh, and he proves that I don't, I don't know what I don't know what happened here. It's one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. So uh, the Dream Team is my over. What is Under, the Dream would, Team? Dingus? Is that a basketball movie or something? No, it's Michael Keaton and Peter Boyle and Christopher Lloyd and Stephen First as crazies, and they yeah they're right. they're they're these dudes who are running around. They're trying to solve a caper, and and they they're they're basically the uh, these these four mental patients who escape from okay. some place. But it's awful. And, it's a it's a wacky. I remember kind of liking. I remember oh. liking the Christopher Lloyd character. It's like the one part of the cuckoo's nest sequence where they escape from the asylum, but that's the whole movie. Like, it's not awful. Movies. It's like okay. uh, it's like a wacky. It's like a wacky one flew over this cuckoo's okay. nest. Which hey, sounds crazy terrible. people are crazy people are fun. That kind of thing. lovable, yeah. hilarious, yeah. okay, and that's, charming. That's the problem here. All right. And so uh, uh, my under would be the movie Crazy People, which is a horrible movie, and I had to see it because I was working in a movie theater at the time that was showing it, and that's a Dudley Moore, Daryl Hannah movie. All oh, right, right. Uh, they made you watch uh, it. That that as they're like you work here, you sit here and you watch this whole movie, dingus. Well, I had to. Run the projector so i had to i had to be constantly i had to be there watching right. parts of the movie and it was playing all the time so i think crazy people is a terrible movie he's um, short and she's really tall so maybe that would be, be yeah. funny but i actually there there are really funny moments in the dream team um uh, especially peter boyle moments and michael keaton does some really good stuff um but uh but i'm just talking about that whole crazy group of people okay. that that's all Go ahead, Tom. Motley. Uh, yeah, I, I think the issue here is um, I don't – so unlike Kelly, I am into Predator. Uh, but I, I think my issue here, and I'm totally with Dingus as far as really liking what Shane Black brings to a movie. But I'm not sure that an irreverent Shane Black comedy really serves this material very well and vice versa. Uh, Shane Black's strength has always been lead actors who really get what he's doing, like exactly Robert right. Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, Ryan Gosling, yeah. and, and Fat Russell Crowe. I mean, those guys loved what obviously loved what Shane Black had written. Shane Black obviously loved the kinds of performances they were doing, and that mutual fondness really comes through in those movies. Uh, and same with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Um, so, <clears throat> I think the issue here is I don't know that this fits into the Predator body of work very well and it could have it could have well, go and, and i want to talk about that in a little bit uh but I, I think the bigger issue is that a collection of character actors doing shtick a uh, a vapid hot chick uh and a cg monster don't really click with the kind of sophomoric humor that i think shane black wants to bring to it so uh yeah i definitely wasn't into it so my over and under as far as the predator alien verse, I guess. Uh, my my under is uh, uh, Alien Covenant. Actually, any of, any of Ridley Scott's latest Alien movies, because those are way worse. Because yeah. they are are turgid, self-important lore lore Ouroboruses. <laughs> They're like swallowing their own <laughs> tail trying to chase. And that's supposed and to be a horror genre originally, straight and, horror. And they're terrible, uh, I, I think. The, the Ridley Scott, the Alien Covenant, and, uh, and Prometheus. My my over, however, and I'm not bracketing this closely because I watched this again this week, and I don't know why people hate this movie. Uh, and I've talked about it before on the the podcast, and I, I I'm willing to champion it the same way I do Armageddon. But I think Alien versus Predator Requiem, Alien versus Predator Two, I think it's 
It's a really good Predator. I have movie. to see this thing because oh, you is haven't an even R-rated seen it. Movie. It's, it's a the very... one I haven't seen. All right, here's it's the R... deal. It's yeah. very, very R-rated, <clears throat> Kelly Wand. It has an insanely yeah. high body count. It has a lot of memorable deaths. It has an admirable commitment to using the the kind of practical effects over CG at some key moments. Uh, it looks good. It has a great sense of scale. Kills and... kids. And yeah, setting, yeah, and, and yeah. pregnant women, like it's really grim, and it's the it's the brother Strauss who Strauss who who were special effects guys, and it was their chance to do a horror movie, and they just really dug into it. Later on, they would give a skyline, which is kind of uh, diluted and not very good. But before that happened, I think they had it. They did a great job with uh, AVP two or AVP Requiem. So that's my over because I think that's a, a solid Predator movie, not as good as Predators because I really like Predators. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I think that's it's a good premise. That's where I would fit uh, the Predator between the Ridley Scott Aliens and uh, AVP Two, which is is really good. In Requiem, does it explain why? Because in Predator Two, he doesn't kill a pregnant girl. He doesn't kill Maria Cachillo because she is pregnant, and that seems to be a thing with Predator. He has like a line he doesn't cross. So is, does that explain in Requiem like why he's like nah? Pre- there's no what everybody's fair game now, or is it just like uh, that's a different Predator's take on? The premise in, in uh, the premise in Alien vs Predator Requiem is that uh, a face hugger gets on a predator ship and infects a predator and the little yeah. and the little uh, worm that pops out of the dead predator's body because it's the same thing it's like their own Wayland Utani they they know this predator's infected I think and they're bringing it back to Predator World but uh, the 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 Predalien it's an alien crossed with a predator and it apparently yeah. has different capabilities than a regular human slash alien you know it's a predator slash alien and it's got the same like webbed uh four-way mouth opening thing and it's way bigger it's a tougher more evil alien uh and it does things and it gets loose on earth and hatches regular aliens with humans uh so the whole conceit is the the predator's not attacking isn't doing the grim stuff i mean he does grim stuff one of the great moments in avp2 uh is the predator is is flinging like his cool weapons and killing aliens and the heroine of the movie gets in the way of the boomerang and just gets chopped in half. Like, it's, yep. it's really grim. And it's awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Predator himself is actually kind of a noble guy, but not to the ridiculous anthropomorphizing degree that it is in Alien vs. Predator, the Paul Anderson movie, which is just silly. Uh, so, Kelly Wan, it doesn't explain why Predators spare pregnant women, but Predators don't attack pregnant women in AVP Requiem. The Predalien does it gets in the I whole see. it gets in the whole maternity ward it's really grim and and the brothers, aliens love pregnant women the Strauss yeah. brothers oh they well it i mean it, it, it's just it's a really grim sequence i don't think it would be it, it's clearly in an r-rated movie and uh it, it reminds me of the gross kind of stuff that roger corman would do in 80s movies is yeah. the bit where the predalien gets in the maternity ward and and i think too yeah. actually i don't know if he eats the babies i don't think he does because i don't think he cares about them but uh yeah so uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a good Predator movie, and part of it's that it's R-rated, and part of it is just it's the brother Strauss know that they're making a really grim, dark, harsh horror movie, and that's not what I think Shane Black had any interest doing uh, with this thing. So, but it, I, I feel like I don't think it's it's just a dark, grim horror movie. I think that. Requiem is more of a, you know, we've talked about the difference between, yeah, between horror and slasher movies. I Mm -hmm. think that's more of a slasher movie. Uh, I mean, well, the only, go ahead, Dingus, sorry. 
No, I just think that, and I watched it again as well. I think it's, I think it has so much gore in it, and it's so gleeful in portraying it, and so remorseless in that, in the facts about it, that I, I think it's more of a slasher movie than a than a horror movie. The only reason I would disagree, Ding, is, is I think slasher movies tend to be about uh, one monster out in the woods stalking a bunch of uh, hapless teenagers. And there are teenagers well, in AVP 2, and there's certainly things in the woods, but I think why AVP 2 is more than a slasher movie is the scale. Because it becomes about oh. monsters loose in a city. It's more of... It, it gets apocalyptic, and it even has an ending that I feel is right out of Dan O'Bannon's ending in Return of the Living Dead, where he's mm. just like, if something this bad happened the government would nuke it and and i think that that the the strauss brothers were really tapped into that kind of grimness and that sort of scale and escalation and this idea of an outbreak uh but you're definitely right there are definitely slasher movie bits when the teenagers well, definitely... get killed right go ahead yeah and with the gore and stuff uh but i i tend to think of slasher movies as I got the for me slasher movie is uh, an insult. It's a denigrating thing to call a movie because there are oh. almost no good slasher movies. And any movie that is inspired by slasher movies, uh, I, I think is is going to end up probably not having a lot to work with. And actually, the Predator series, I would argue, was originally a slasher movie. Um, yeah. uh, so so uh, yeah. But, but yeah. So Dingus, you watched well, AVP Requiem this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched all of them. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue. I, I would. I wouldn't say that I'm saying it in a pejorative sense because. Uh-huh. But uh, but there are. It is, like there are teenager things going on with the pizza guy and the bullies and and the guys going through the high school and the guys getting killed in the high school and all of those things that are going on there. So I think there are there are a lot of slasher elements in that. Movie. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And in Predator. I think that's a good. Analogy, well, so here, here's the as far as Predator, and I, I think I've talked about and this I'm, as well. And I'm with you. I'm with you, Tom. By the way, and I love. I I actually really like a lot of these movies. And the the first time we went through when we watched Predators, I was against it. I'm I'm a little more for it now. Ah, good, good. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I think I am too, but I don't remember it, so I'm curious if I'd like it more if I watched uh, it. It's worth seeing again. Memory. It holds up. I mean, I, one it of the does. great one yeah. of the great things about watching it is not understanding, is not knowing the twist in advance. Uh, but yeah. I think even once you're deprived of that pleasure, uh, there's still a lot there. Uh, the, the cast is certainly up for it. I, I love watching Adrian Brody trying to be I, an action hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my. I think that was one of my main complaints the first time around because I just didn't buy him as a badass. But I. I got more what he was going for this time right. watching it. Um, even though he tear, tears off his shirt and he shows his abs at the end. I think <laughs> even I though, this. Dingus, come on, that's a net plus. How do you not like that? <laughs> uh, the Predator? I, I like the way he's – I like the way he moves through the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it works, yeah. So anyway, go ahead. So, uh, so Predator began as <clears> – <throat> before there was Predator, there was a movie from 1980 called Without Warning. Uh, and, and this movie has Jack Palance and Martin Landau in it, uh, <clears throat> and it's David Caruso's first movie, and it's awful. It's, yeah. it's, it's a slasher movie, but instead of a Jason Voorhees kind of slasher, uh, the, it's, it's an alien, and they go with the traditional idea of an alien as a, like the greys with the really big, bulby head, and it looks freaky. But this guy, they got a really tall, skinny guy named uh, Kevin Michael Peters, I think, to, to yep. just be in this alien suit, and it's a tall alien. But, but what they did with it is they made a slasher movie where the alien throws these little flesh 
fleshy frisbees, and they stick on people and suck their life out. And that's how this alien has come to Earth to hunt people. And early on, he hunts some teenagers, and he hangs their bodies in a, in a cabin. It's like a trophy. He's keeping them for some reason. And then later on, the two survivor teenagers, they escape, and they run into Martin Landau, who's a wacky Vietnam vet who, who believes that their alien conspiracies afoot and he's right and they run into jack palance who's a crazy guy who who ends up fighting the predator and sacrifice the predator fighting the alien and sacrificing himself but the template for this silly movie is uh slasher movies so mm. fast forward about uh i don't know what year is predator the first one it, it was right after aliens okay so, so oh, gee seven, what a coincidence <laughs> so so seven years later the same guy who played the tall alien in Without Warning, uh, they end up hiring him because they're doing this Predator movie, and the template for the script, I think, is very much like a slasher movie. People out in the woods, stalked by a monster, and it's it's killing them. The problem with this movie uh, is that they have these hulking bodybuilder uh, steroid just jacked rip soldiers because right. at a certain point it became a Schwarzenegger movie. Do you so, know who was the first Predator though before him? Uh, Jean-Claude Why? Van Damme, right? Because Correct. it was that okay, whole yeah. that whole action uh, genre is is where they wanted to use this slasher script. But because right. they had you know Schwarzenegger and his ilk as the victims, they had to make a completely different kind of uh, killer so the predator became super armored and bulky and big they got this kevin michael peters guy who i mean the dude was i think like seven foot four it's ridiculous how tall he was uh they got him to to be in this suit um couldn't see couldn't move and and i think from here then the predator uh uh, series went out in some interesting different directions including like predator 2 and the avp movies and predators and and i applaud that they're letting shane black play with the material the same way that like some they've done with some marvel properties that disney has done i I applaud the idea i just don't think it works here Uh, right he's the right guy like he's 80s like he it made sense to to hire him for it i mean i Uh, well so what you guys tell me this why does shane black uh and what he does work with iron man but not work with with predator is it something with the material is no, it something with I, shane black dingus go ahead dingus what, what would you say to that i th- i think it's t- and i really really like boyd holbrook overall and um you know just because you've talked about run all night i went ahead and watched that ah good um uh i didn't realize he was going he wasn't going to spoiler be in that in it that much um, but I just like the guy. I really like the guy a lot. Um, I just don't think – I just don't think he gets – I don't think he's – he's not Robert Downey Jr. And he doesn't even get sort of the uh, I can poke fun at myself and be goofy and still tough kind of thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger gets in the first script. Um, I, I just don't think he has that. He's a little too – I don't know, affable or something. I'm not sure what it is, but Robert Downey Jr. has the right mix of cynicism and um, and also that weird, like, I'm I'm a little wacky and a little off, and I've got some PSD, PTSD some thing shit. going on uh, in Iron Man 3, and I, I really think it's the lead. I really think that that oh, is the okay. main thing. I don't. Uh, and, and beyond that, I think that I, I think that this 
film is saddled, and this is something that Chris Markertson, one of our writer inners, uh, yeah, mentioned as well. And this is something that I kept writing as I was writing my notes. I think this film is so horribly edited. God, yeah, that, it, really yeah. Is. That yeah. it is one of the most. It is one of the worst edited movies I have seen in a long. Hard time. to follow from the visuals. It's, it's hard to follow so, from the visuals. You don't know yeah. like where the hell did this cop car come from? Where the hell did the RV come from? Where what are you guys doing? What the hell is going on here? Um, it it. But I think that it kind of starts with Boyd Holbrook. Although I like him so much, I am reluctant to say that. Okay, Kelly, what would you I, say? Because you you why does Shane Black work with uh, Iron Man three but not here? Uh, Dingus says it's partly the fault of the lead. What would you say the issue is? Okay, I think it is partly the fault of the lead, but not to the extent Dingus is. And I think the bigger problem is in Iron Man. I think the Predator movies, and this is something that's always sucked about them, which is weird to me, is because it should be the best thing about them is the actions oh, never been good. Like the Native American character versus the predator on the bridge in the first one, that should have been this iconic scene. That guy dies off screen. But character never cuts from the action in Die Hard. So it seemed really weird that the predator action is just like it just I just got the sense it was really hard to fight that guy in a suit, and so none of the fight scenes are good. Which, real but quick, Kelly Wand, and I want yeah. you going. That's one of the reasons you should see uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, because Requiem. They, they, they commit to using practical effects to edit mm-hmm. together a fight sequence between the Predator and the Predalien. And, yep. you know, say what you will about whether or not it works, it they they edit it and they get the guys in the suits to really look like they can move and they're they you right. know they do it at night it's rainy so they're they're kind of covering uh, their mistakes a little bit but they they really want to create this sense of what would it be like if this predator was fighting this alien uh, so because I agree with you there because that's you know that you you have this really cool hulking creature with all these awesome toys yeah the action sequences should be cool. yeah. And the other thing too is, is is Shane Black's thing is dialogue. Like he's he's good with dialogue and he's good with actors. And it's like the predator <sighs> can't talk. So it's like in <laughs> Iron Man three, even if your action's not that great, you still have uh, Ben Kingsley doing hilarious lines, and so you kind of feel like the characters are interrelating more. But in this, you have Holbrook versus a guy who can't talk, and so it's like that's not and, Shane Black's strength. And so Shane Black is just recycling a bunch of his old fucking dialogue, which is right, right. another. Another problem with this, which really bothers me. I mean, you know, some of the lines are who, okay, who, and that's who taught you math. I mean, honestly, he's. I don't he, think that was. Right. I think I, I noticed that thing is, but I think he was uh, trying to do a joke about. Like, I think it was trying to be self-referential and not recycling, because I, I, I that certainly um, caught my ear as well. Because it's also terrible. I mean, it makes no sense. It, it just doesn't fit the scene as anything other than. Hey, remember when I made this funny joke in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Uh, because that's the thing is I've got seven guys, you've got six. One of them, the guys gets killed. The rejoinder isn't who taught you math. The actual rejoinder would be, well, now we're even. Now but we're Shane, even. Yeah, Shane yeah, Black yeah. decided I'm going to put in a line here that's going to be a little nudge to the people who enjoyed my writing and kiss, kiss, bang, bang. And that, so Dingus, I agree with you. I thought that was horrible, but not because he was recycling material, but because he was really, he was really wanting to show us how proud he was of himself. Uh, Yeah. I I think, I think you're absolutely right about that, but I think that that's a problem in the script. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like the, you're an iteration on human evolution is, uh, is the, the, the evolution stuff is directly from um, Iron Man three. The the whole idea of oh, the, yeah, yeah. the way that yeah. that's this is the next evolution of humans. Um, the bullies. Beams. That is another thing that he recycles. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Troubled kid, loner kid. 
But that yeah. kid in Iron Man 3 was kind of funny. And I don't necessarily mind a, a writer doing that, but I don't like him being so self-referential in this movie because the movie doesn't work. Uh, and it really got it, on my nerves. Well, it's not giving you something else by return. Like, you're not profiting. He's just not giving you that either. Well, as in Iron Man 3, he gave you... There's lot, Iron Man 3 is good value. That's why I think it's yeah. a good movie. So, and Tom, what do you think? Not. I think, think one, one of the issues, aside from I just don't think the material goes with it, is uh, I, I think part of the key to having uh, Robert Downey Jr. in, especially in Iron Man, certainly in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr., uh, they're kind of characters apart from the rest of the world. Certainly Ryan Gosling and Fat Russell Crowe, they're like – Right. They they are not they are exceptional characters and the movie follows yeah. them. The movie is about mm. following these exceptional characters and there's no one this is more of an ensemble piece where I think yeah. Shane Black is trying to gift all of these different characters mm. with his humor and his perspective that was previously concentrated on an exceptional character or two and the right. rest of the world was kind of playing it straight. Uh, yeah. And huh. here, nobody's playing it straight. Here, everybody is a jokey, hammy, funny, shitty yeah. black character, and they—they they just it's, it feels diluted, and there's no place for them to stand out, and it just becomes a slurry of of Shane Black humor. And I, I yeah, so I think mixed that's with shitty issue. action and editing, so it's like there's that's, nothing to look forward to. You have that or that. Yeah, that's an excellent point, actually. Because there's no straight man here. Like everybody is either like a crazy villain or a wacky movie guy. Yeah, or a feisty mom or the and and good lord that Jacob Tremblay kid. Oh, I just, I, I, he's so excruciatingly bad. I mean, it's just we talked about him before in Room. You just get the sense that he's a child actor with someone off screen coaching him. I mean, there's there's just nothing there, and I. Maybe yeah. I guess he's playing autistic, so that I don't. Uh, know I hated that. the whole concept of that. That really, it. yeah, yeah. That just—it's so weird. predictable. Yeah, it's so boring and predictable. By the way, so is it his fault that uh, <laughs> the eleven-foot predator came to Earth? Like, yeah, what, the movie would have unfolded this way: that the predator gets captured, he gets loose, he gives them Pod Three, and then he leaves. Right? Like he's that's all toto. that was going to happen. Is he just wanted to get loose and make sure that they got Pod Three? Um, right. But the dumb kid calls the eight, the 11 foot predator right like it's jacob tremblay's fault that this movie yeah. happened as grimly as, as it and did he's supposed right? to be a genius we're supposed to be going oh the kid's got all the answers but the kid keeps fucking everything up for him well, well he solves stuff but it's, isn't his because he blows up happened? a house that's part of his <laughs> i don't understand in the in the opening crash of the spaceship uh-huh. you, you keep seeing these capsules fly off of the ship Keep seeing like things like Those fly off of the ship. In the ABP well, what, what, yeah, one is the pod. It's, it's pod three, conveniently labeled in English. I noticed. Uh, yeah. One of them is pod yeah. three, and then the other one I'm is the. D. And the other one is the predator's uh, like ejection pod thing. And then there's the ship itself, right? Dingus, you no. But there are other things dog. flying off. Are they the dogs? I mean, what, what's flying off the of dogs. the ship? Fuck! Dogs! God damn it! You so might be right. So we have a we have a writer in. Oh no no Brian real quick Becker. thing is real quick thing is it's not the dogs because the dogs arrived with the eleven foot pre- predator. Oh right? okay yeah, yeah. okay. Nerd alert! Ha! Huh? You <laughs> called the fly predator. I <laughs> Loser. I, I thought those other things that were flying. I kept thinking, is it sending off flares? What's going on? Is that ship is going down because it's it's the same CGI as the first thing. And I was like, oh well, there's going to be a bunch of predators and they're going to all run around fighting each other because one of the 
one of the ideas in um, predators, predators is that the the bigger ones hunt the littler ones. Right, right. I mean, that's one of the plot points in it. That's kind of cool that, oh, they, they hunt each other because it's kind of a tribal thing. Right. Uh, and I thought that that was what was going on here. And when the 11-foot predator and the little, littler one were going up against each other, I thought that was just an extension of predators. I didn't know it was a evolutionary move. Well, and also, yeah, hunting down the traitor. Like, that was the guy who right. was, like, the spy defecting with the, the you know, uh, material assistance to the enemy. Yeah, Yeah, to help uh, us climate change. Uh, yes, Kelly Wand. Sure. I don't want to hear what Brian uh, Becker had to say. Yes, Kelly Wand. Oh, yeah, I do the Brian Becker thing. I think it's less important. He just – he uh, he thought it was just a, a big, dumb action movie, but he, I, I think he kind of liked it maybe. But he says the movie handles autism as well as I would expect an 80s action movie would. <laughs> just make him super yeah. smart. Don't want to get into this minefield. I could have done without all the 80s Ura uh, nonsense make the bad government Also, guy. is autism hereditary? Like if they take his DNA, <laughs> they get a – does that mean they're going to have autistic predators? Well, that's that, that's generation? the twist, Kelly Wand, is that autism is what they're looking for. Is that autism is, is, is a beneficial mutation and not a Or just too dumb to understand. No, no, that's what Olivia Munn explains that she right. hits upon. Is and that, climate change. Oh, they don't want the dad McKenna because he's a soldier. They want the younger McKenna because autism is the next step in human evolution. These are the superior, uh, the homo superiors in a way, uh, are the, the autistic people. Yeah, um, I got it. I just would have liked to twist a little more if this kid had seemed like it's super it, smart. We all see that coming, right? When when he says McKenna is. The oh, I didn't. That warrior. was one. Of, no, I totally that twist. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. That was that was one of the, the. I even didn't mind the. Well, I guess, that twist got me, Dingus. So yeah, I did oh. not see it coming. You knew that, huh? All right. When he says the 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 predator the warrior I am seeking is McKenna, I knew that he was talking about the kid. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't, because the kid can't fight. And right, I would have thought right. the predator would go, what a pussy. Those no, bullies. no. We should grab those guys. This is all about hybridization or something for some reason. Kelly Wan, what was, what was Boyd Holbrook's last name in the movie again? McKenna. No, McKenna no, Trace, no. Trace you're, Gray. No, you're, you're Plingenson. Your version is <laughs> yeah. Chip Plingenson. Chip Plingenson. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so awesome. It does fit. Oh, I love that so much. Um. So and I did like that character. I liked. I liked that he was a goofball sniper, who was always right. Like, well, you like. I like that he was a sniper. A oh, right. Writer. Like we haven't here's seen a, a sniper per se. Here's a great line. Just get me close because I'm a sniper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's the thing. There's some decent lines, and I kept unbreaking That's up. That's not a decent movie. line. That's the dumbest line of all time. Just um, get me close because I'm a sniper. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You don't it's think that's stupid. a funny one? No, I do. I I do think that Shane Black thought that was a joke. I mean, Dingus, you're right. It's dumb, but but imagine like I I think that Shane Black was writing for someone of Robert Downey Jr.'s caliber, and poor boy no. Holbrook. He's a he's a he's a pretty guy, and he's he's, he's charismatic, and he's he's earnest. Yeah, but uh, he's no Robert Downey Jr. I mean, I think. It's sort of the way I felt when uh, Joss Whedon directed me one. This sounds stupid, but I remember once Joss Whedon, uh, when I was had a teeny little part on The Office, and he was asking me to do a line a certain way. And in the back of my head, the whole time, I'm thinking, I'm not Nathan Fillion. I can't do that. I can't give you that, dude. I'm and mainly I, handshaking Sue's. Right, right. I'm just here to do a couple of lines. I can't be your Nathan Watson Fillion. Watson, drop my pipe. So I kind of feel about that that way about poor. 
Boyd Holbrook is that Shane Black was writing stuff for Robert Downey Jr., but, but Boyd Holbrook had to deliver it. Uh, so I and there's all this etiquette about dancing around telling an actor how to say his lines. Right, right, right. right and, yeah. and you, and you've said this before, you said, to, I think you said to him, like, look, just tell me how to say tell it. Tell me what you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no ego about this. Just tell me how to say it. Say it how I should say it. Yeah, the, the like, bottom line, though, is certain people who write, they write for specific actors, and because yeah. they know those actors, they know those actors can do their lines, and I feel that Shane Black was doing that here, and he didn't really appreciate, you know, like listening to poor Thomas Jane, uh, and even, uh, uh, even uh, like all of those guys, poor Travante Rhodes, like all of those guys being given that kind of Robert Downey Jr. snark, and they're, that's not their bag. It worked uh, with Key, though. I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. He's... It's, he's fine but they're all basically the same character. Yeah, that's yeah. true Dingus too. Is so right. That's true too. Dingus is yeah. so right. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And they should be really distinctive. And I spent most of the nuts. movie thinking that was like young, like somehow Christopher Lambert had gone back in time. It wasn't to Thomas. Oh, Thomas Jane is kind of morphing into a Christopher Lambert. Isn't yeah. He? Yeah. <laughs> He looks weird in 1922 too. You're like, oh, he's now. Oh, I, I watched the first part of that, not realizing that was even him. Yeah, that does. Yeah. In what? Uh, 1922, like this Stephen King Netflix period piece, depressing horror oh. thing. It's good. Uh, Kelly Wan did. I read oh, the story. You say it's good. Okay, I was going to point out that it's awful, but Kelly Wan liked it. All right. Huh. Well, I read the story, so I knew what happened. So I kind of like what happened in the story. So while I was watching it, I go, oh yeah, that. So Kelly won partway through, I'm watching it, and then, you know, I'm like, that doesn't look like Thomas Jane. doesn't even sound like him, and, and I realized, oh, that is. Partway through, I was like, you know, is this a Stephen King story? And I went yeah, on it is. and it was <laughs> – and that, that's not a compliment. That is not a compliment when halfway through a movie you think that to yourself. Uh, and, yeah, I was right. It depends. It depends. <laughs> uh, I'd go case by case on that, just as I would on the crazies. I had some other dumb points to make. But I was going to go – okay, this is what I was going to say before the Brian Becker thing was uh you're a predator apologist and i think the predator sucks so i'm okay. curious what why i love the predator i think he looks too much like alien and he's just like a shittier version of alien now i don't like why do you say he looks nothing. like he looks he looks he nothing like head, alien his head his, same, nope. his skull's the exact whoopi goldberg head. joke was my favorite probably my favorite thing in this movie because yeah, yeah, was funny but it, yeah. he looks nothing like alien so the alien exactly. Kelly Wand, the alien is a weird phallic H.R. Giger design. It's yeah. you know he's uh -huh. spindly, he's part spider. The shape Behind, of the head, they look the same. The shape of the yeah. head is really disturbing. The it's got a completely, it's got a very disturbing mouth, which the predator does as well, but in a different Without way. Without the mandibles, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. No, they you move, would. They move completely differently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think a good AVP movie, not the Paul W. S. Anderson one, but the the Strauss yeah. Brothers one, will play with that. And we'll show you that, uh, like the way that the aliens uh, rely on their tails, and uh, the way that mm -hmm. they that they sort of yeah. do these swarming actions. The predator is just a big—he's a wrestler, basically, and yeah. he's, an, he's an armored he's an armored wrestler. But that's nothing like an alien. No one has ever described the xenomorphs from the alien verse as wrestlers. Kelly, no, Warner. but everything about aliens are cool. They're fucking blood's <laughs> acid. They fucking affect you with like everything about them is interesting and awesome and horrific. Kelly, one, what about it? What about it? And they fight crazy they can't okay. beat him but they're hard to kill I mean, hold the on I can, go, I can go one for yeah. oh, no but he's got a shoulder cannon boring <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying all right Kelly one he's like, got he's got good nothing you've said so far not all right one here thing. I got one it, it I've got one sound cool I've got one yes. he's got a uh it's got a little 
triangle pointed laser uh, guidance. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can he can do all this mathematics with it that figures oh, out where so something. Technological. Yeah, Kelly one. He's got like a Dick Tracy wrist computer. None of it makes yeah. sense. He's supposed to be this crude, primitive hunter race, and he's got technology, and your invisibility makes you super powerful against some species and other species that can't. The invisibility does nothing. It doesn't make any fucking sense. There's no what. No hunt way. He's trying to hunt the preeminent life form. Humans in a jungle. That's our preeminent life form on Earth. That's how stupid the predator is. Autistic kids. And bodybuilders. Wow. By the way, boy. He's like, the, as, as hunters go, he's like Donald Trump Jr. with those fucking giraffe pictures. Uh, Quinn Chimblaster or whatever your name for him was. If you can do go invisible, just go invisible and get yeah, your Yeah, why are you ever visible? I know. What's wrong with you? you the actor. Don't take the guy hostage. Yeah. Just go invisible and take your kid away, you idiot. <laughs> Even the uh, mandibles are annoying to me. There is a that, weird bit of retconning here because one of the things from the earlier movies is that they're they're that the predators are super big, which means they're slower, and that's that's a key point in the difference between the aliens and the predators. Terrible the aliens are really fast, right. and the predators are are super huge, but they're slower than humans, and they're slower than aliens. And one of the early lines in this movie is that gentlemen remember they're large they're fast and fucking you up is their idea of tourism no they're not fast what you said earlier in the series they're not fast stop doing that you jerk. A series uh, it is a series <laughs> yeah uh here's the thing that i have an issue that i have with predators Predator and i don't i don't have all your baggage <laughs> about predators kelly Wan. but here's here's an issue that i do have and this isn't just baggage. this isn't just related to predators uh uh-huh. Movie makers, if you're going to have – and you used the term dumb fingers before, Kelly Wan, but monster <laughs> yeah. monster claw gloves always look dumb at the fingertips yes. because if you look at an actual finger, like it's articulated at the tip and right. there's a sense of being able to – but whenever you put some actor in dumb claw gloves, he can't yes. do anything with the fingertips. And they, right. So watching the predator mash on his little buttons <laughs> – Yeah, and he's always using pad, them in these. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, And, and it's, it's the glove Spatial pushing controls, up, bending backwards. Right. Yeah, His yeah. dumb fingers. Fingers, predator claws should be like tapping down on the, the right. computer. It should be adapted to the predator's yeah. fingers. But it's some poor actor in a in a big old rubber glove mushing his finger down on the button, and it looks ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It, so, is, it is really like me trying to do texting on an iPhone. It's really sad. And that's, that's not just predators. That's any monster where the director gives it claws and wants the claws to somehow look like they're moving or like actual articulated fingers. Just go ahead, directors. Use CG for your monster hands. Well, yeah, oh, they, they had What's so many, so much trouble in that first uh, set, just having to deal with making the creature work. Yeah, you know, Stan Winston had to come in and and figure it out, and they had to shut down months. the set. Yeah. yeah, it took months, and it was cold in the in wherever they were. Uh, in I think it was in Mexico somewhere, and and, and they had a hugely hard time. Uh, figuring out how to remake that that whole idea of what the predator would look like. When you saw that, when you saw the trailer for the first Predator movie in 1986 ish seven, like, and and you just seen Aliens the year before, didn't you go, oh? It's an aliens movie, but no. now it's in the jungle with Arnold. No. Like before Kelly the Wan. before the logo no. came up, you're like, oh look, it's an look. There's the alien guy. Like, it didn't show the predator in the in the preview. I did not look think like that an aliens at all. Movie. No. Yeah. I also didn't think that. 
You guys are dumb. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, disagree with you. Uh, okay, so uh, the uh, how Olivia Munn. What do you guys think yeah. of Olivia Munn? I was just about I mean, to ask that because because uh, Chris Markinson says how did biologist Olivia Munn learn how to use so many different weapons right. and no hand to hand combat? There's nothing in the movie that says she was yeah. an ex soldier or Olympic wrestler no. or something, right? She does shoot herself in the foot, so she's still getting her chops. She has a I I have so much I have so much uh, good good. Um, Good faith in um, Olivia Munn because well, you saw I the love, newsroom, right? Because the new, yeah. because I love the newsroom so much. And so I, I'm, I'm willing to go with her. It, another it, show, it, everybody it, sounds witty, but I don't it's think like, she adds anything. I, I again no. felt like it felt like Shane Black was writing for Michelle Monaghan in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like everything yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. I felt like, oh, that's what Michelle Monaghan's character would have said. She's doing that. shtick to yeah. herself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think she's adorable, but uh, she just didn't fit this part at all. It made I, and I thought they were going to play with that. I thought it would kind of be a bit of a joke. Yeah. The moment she got in there and got naked, I was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make jokes about how hot she is and getting her clothes off. That's fine. Let's do that. It's an R-rated movie. Nope. Shane Black, you're trying to be funny. Yeah, nope, nothing like that. She's uh, a funny, cool chick who likes funny dogs. And cool, yeah. likes dogs. So I did like, and this is before I broke up with the movie. You know, they they land, they they come up to her at, at her job, and, and the mom too, and they're they're like, uh, oh, Yvonne Strahovski, right? Uh, they, oh, I they, love I do too. Uh, they come up to uh, Olivia Munn and they're like, we need to take you to the the base or whatever because she's walking her dog, and she's like, oh, well, what about my dog? And they have this cute this shot of her poor little dog looking hapless. Um, doesn't doesn't someone take care? Of, like, doesn't her dog get handed over to a government agent? Yeah, the dude goes. Uh, you know, I, I hear you like snowflakes or whatever that stupid base is called, and he's like, we'll take care of your dog. And she's like, all right. All right, so here's the thing. That's never going to happen. No, no, Dingus, it is, because remember Kevin Costner in that Jack Ryan shadow recruit movie? The government has dogs they can give out to secret agents like Kevin Costner (laughs) when they need them for a cover. So the government definitely – that had been established. These these agencies have provisions for taking care of dogs and then doling them out and taking them in as needed. I was keenly aware of that during that scene. If you whistle for him, he will come. <laughs> I was so annoyed with that. Nobody just gives their pet away like, oh, yeah, okay, I don't know you, but yeah, go ahead and take my dog. <laughs> no, nobody's going to do that. thing is, who else did we make see this movie? Uh, we just made Chris and Brian see it. What did Markinson say? Anybody like it? Brian kind of uh, seemed to begrudgingly like it. So I, I kind of begrudgingly it. like it, too. That's why I want to know. Oh, I – I don't. I I grudgingly hate it. I <laughs> fucking hate this movie. Um, Markinson says, "Yikes, this was not good." No, um, it's not good. It's just every fiftieth line's kind of funny. <laughs> and he, he says, uh, "Isn't and I wasn't editing, expecting that editing terrible?" And he's absolutely yes. right. The editing is unbelievably. <laughs> it really horrible. should be yeah. taught in film school as. Look, this is what you don't want to happen when you edit Jesus. movies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I really think you're right, Tom. I would like to get. I would like to get into that room with the with the editor and and find out like what 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 happened. I mean, honestly, did was the studio messing with you? Maybe that's I mean, not the footage though. Like he can only cut from what he's given. So maybe it is is Shane's black. Right. Is yeah. How much well, coverage are they given? How many shots? Like, but and also I know that uh, like I watched the trailer after seeing it, which I, I love doing to see how they're selling the movie. There's yeah. apparently like a crazy like chase scene with Humvees wrecking and stuff. 
What? Like, what? Isn't, isn't that in the trailer and stuff that's not in the movie? And I know that I know there's the bit. uh, Well, the editor is this like TV guy named Henry B. Miller III. TV. There you go. I don't know. Uh, So I I don't know. Maybe it's part of the footage. Maybe it was studio notes. Maybe it was producer pressure. I have no idea. But there, it is just incomprehensible. Some of the action is it's not even like poorly edited fight action, which we often see. You know, like just quick cutting, or we're not gonna we're gonna cut away so that you can't see that the people can't fight or whatever. It's stuff like, how did that happen? Yeah, and like, why are we going to this scene now, but then coming back to that scene we did before? Why are we going back to that scene? Like, it really was a matter of things being laid out in a weird way, and uh, yeah, I just don't know what was going on there. And does Predator the first one did that happen in this universe? Like, is this mythology? Oh, they all. I know aliens. Yeah, they're, they're, what are you talking about? They're all in the same... Uh, so they know course. what these guys are, because Arnold survives. Well, of course so they did. That's what that There's whole a lab... There's the jungle! <laughs> That's what that whole lab was, and there's even... There, there's right. a, I, Dingus, did you get the little button at the end of AVP 2? What about Predator 2? Did that happen? Danny Glover's future cop? What was the button at the end of AVP 2? Uh, where, so, you know, the the, the, the kids escape from the town, and then the, the yeah. rangers are like, okay, we're going to let you live, whatever. But then they cut to the government guy... Uh, carrying a briefcase into a, a room and opening yeah, yeah. it, and the Asian woman. Like, did you get what that was? Because it was, I, <laughs> it, it's, it might be. A, so uh, in in AVP, uh, uh, so Lance it's, Henry, it's delivering. I mean, it's part of the the uh, the AVP kind of mythology is that um, they they those shoulder cannons are an important part of their maturity. It's like well, their bar mitzvah. You guys sound dumb. No, hey, Kelly, one, hold on. I'm gonna. So in AVP, Lance Henriksen shows up and he's playing uh, the uh, uh, Charles Whalen. Like he's playing uh, the head of the corporation, and eventually yeah. down the line, they're gonna make uh, replicants out of you know his likeness, and that's how we mm-hmm. like. Oh, he was the guy who founded Whalen Corporation. Uh, in AVP two, Re- replicants. They in no. What are they? Uh, uh, artificial people. Yeah, droids. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Synthetics. <laughs> Synthetics. Thank you, Kelly. Artificial humans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Characters. But then in AVP two, at the very end, their little button is they they've absconded with a piece of the Predator's technology because otherwise everything like AVP two wraps itself up very nicely. With the exception of this one piece of technology that one of the dopey kids brings out, uh, and it's brought into a room. And the briefcase is opened, and there's a woman looking out a window who says – and the guy presents it to her, and he's like, we, uh, we, we brought you this. This was recovered from the site. Uh, it's new technology. And she turns Next and then says bar. very forebodingly something about, yeah, it's the technology that is going to move us into the future. And the guy says, yes, you're absolutely right, Miss Yutani. The, uh, I- yes, 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 yes. the idea being right. that we know from Alien the corporation is Wayland Utani. AVP two just showed us the Wayland part and the Strauss brothers, and this is cute, it's no big deal. They thought, okay, we're gonna add in the Wutani part, which I thought was like a cool right. touch for nerds like me who know what the corporation is called. It's not just Wayland, it's Wayland Utani. Oh, there's a human actress connected and to the name of the company. Not only that, Kelly Wan, she's quite the little hottie too. She's like a yeah. chick with a with a, a martial arts background, doing like Jet Li movies and stuff. Never uh, saw her again. Francois, no, seriously, Francois Yip. She's she's got plenty of stuff out there, and she's so, Miss oh, but not that character. True, 
<laughs> so this is the, this is part and parcel of what Kelly's kind of talking about is that this is very much the Miles Dyson, uh, you know, we saved the arm of the Terminator right. and, and and this is going to fuel our corporation going forward. And uh, so it's always the exact same arc too, Terminator and, and like oh yeah, it's a corporation. We have the prop from the last movie, so we're gonna bop bop. Well, what it is, Kelly one, it's just now when you watch the 1979 movie Alien. You can realize uh, how much rich lore there is behind every predator that's going related. on. Yeah, See? Uh, yeah. So when I watch Alien, I could go the 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 pyramid stuff that happened in AVP one has already happened when this movie starts. Exactly. So Gordy Weaver's character. Okay, yes. Yep. So Markinson also wants to know how did how did she get so knowledgeable about the predators so quickly after spending just a few minutes with them? She's a genius, just like the autistic kid. She's the next step of human revolution. That would have been a twist. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she's a space animal scientist, so there you go. Yeah, space yeah. animals. All right. <laughs> Very rich field. Uh, so he has other questions about editing. He doesn't understand the whole analogy that they were trying to draw with the hostess Twinkies. Oh, my God. That was tortured. Like, it was so yeah. weird. I mean, I got what they were going for and that Shane Black thought he was being clever, but – when that is introduced, I was like, okay, where are you going with this? And then when he brought it around, I was like, ouch. That's some product placement. Well, again, it was something that maybe Robert Downey Jr. could have managed. Because, you know, making it, you know, delivering it like he knows how ridiculous it is as a Tony Stark. Or yeah. a, right. Like, but to just have that poor, what was his name, Sterling Brown, that, that poor actor oh, stuck yeah. with the Twinkie metaphor. I was like, ew, that's... Ugh, that that's was, just horrible. That was really rough, yeah. yeah. So talk yeah, about yeah. The only other thing, um, Brian Becker. So Brian Becker was. I think Brian Becker liked it a little more. He just thought it was a big dumb '80s action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sure. said, "Did I miss the main evil government guy dying?" Uh, oh. Uh, how did he die? Um. No, he must. There's have been, a lot of. He, got, he didn't. He, it was the main evil government guy was the guy who was constantly chewing gum or eating stuff, right? The black guy. Yeah. The Sterling Brown guy was the. Did we see him die? I don't. I, he must have been one of the deaths in the forest, right? They all kind of blended together at that point yeah. too. I, yeah. That's a very he good question. Had to question, be alive Brian to lose Becker. the kid to the predator, so they had to get him back to the facility. So he had to die in the last fight. But there's a lot of deaths all at once at the end. Well, I, I think Brian Becker, we're just gonna have to wait for the predator two to answer some of these questions. Uh, I mean, when I was writing the opsis, <laughs> I thought about it and went, I don't even care enough to go back. And... <laughs> so Brian Becker says he laughed more than he cared to admit, and he asks this question: What's a better name for a protagonist in a cheesy act '80s action movie? Quinn McKenna or Boyd Holbrook. <laughs> That's a good point. He should have just used his own name. Shane Black, you, you're sitting on a, on, a, on a gold mine there. That's an awesome name. Trevante Shane Rhodes, too. Name. Use Trevante Rhodes' real name. That's, what I don't know what... Yeah, Trevante. <laughs> Sterling Brown Trevante. is the evil government agent? Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a bummer when the actors' names are cooler than the characters. Right, right. That means you've failed as a writer. You're supposed to uh, impress the. Okay, talent. before we go, I want you to all tell me your favorite thing about this movie. I'm going to bring one up. Uh, it's a little thing. It's before I was fully broken up with the movie. Um, oh, God. I adore, and I, I want to see this in more movies. It was a great touch. I think 
I hope we see more of it. Uh, it was really endearing. It was cute. It was just the right amount of dismissive. But when Boyd Holbrook takes the shotgun from Olivia Munn and then thumps her on the tip of the nose, I thought that was so adorable. <laughs> that was so cute. Like, he was being so dismissive and just like, oh, a little missy. It was like patting her on the head, but just aggressive enough to be a dick about it. Uh, I loved that move. I want to see, like, Russell Crowe do that in a Nice Guys sequel. Just thump someone on the nose like that. That was great. He could have been in this. It could have been those characters versus the Predator. And it's a period I would be, okay, well, maybe that's where we'll go next. All right, Dingus, what's your favorite thing? Come on, say something nice about the Predator. All right, this is something that I felt creepy about and then I was relieved about, and that's the whole scene in the motel room. So the, you know, Shane, <laughs> Shane Black kind of screws, screws – I don't know where, where this motel is. It, it sort of exists in this weird uh, middle space between the party at the beginning of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and an, a cheap motel. They had to rent that room, too, as they carried in a conscious brunette. <laughs> Ten dudes. Well, they but, arrived as bikers, too. Like, that yeah, was the thing. Yeah, the yeah. Biker yeah get, get the chopper. Come right. on. Yeah. That's funny. Get to the chopper, out, right. Yeah. None yeah. of those are choppers. That's not what a chopper looks like. Sorry. Those are just motorcycles. Yeah. Guys. Um, but <laughs> I did like how they were all, like, Bike putting, nerds. like, stuff around the, the bed for her and, like, putting yeah. a coffee cup. It was a little too close. They moved it, and they all stared creepily over. And then it's – it, and she wakes up. He's like, what? She's – and there's there's this weird feeling of her, like, being afraid of the menace. And then it turns out, like, oh, I knew she was going to do that. Oh, ten bucks. Okay, good. Right. Oh, I, I knew she was going to pull the trigger. I, I kind of liked – yeah, the that's playfulness good. of that. I don't think that um, the characters can necessarily. I don't think the actors can necessarily handle it. I don't think it's really well done. But oh, it's that's funny. My, I think my, that's one. my favorite thing. It's yeah, that, it is it's cute. that back and forth. Because they yeah. bet so little money on it. That to me was funny. Like that was worth ten bucks, <laughs> if possible. Of, she'll try to murder you. Ten bucks. Right. <laughs> like that's all it's worth. Finding that out. All right, Kelly Wand. I need from you your sure. favorite thing about this movie you didn't like, or actually you kind of liked, called The Predator. Uh, when she said, so it's more like a bass fisherman, I thought she actually said Basque fisherman, like B-A-S-Q-U-E, and I really liked that line. <laughs> like from you the know, Pyrenees just, Mountains in Iberia, from, yeah. right? the Basque. And I go, that's a really esoteric uh, poll there, Shane Black. Wow, you really got to – you think your audience is going to know what a Basque is? Boy, I am the smartest person in this audience. <laughs> So, hey, losers, you said Basque fisherman. You probably didn't even know that was Spain, did you, you fucking idiots? <laughs> so I felt it was, I enjoyed feeling cocky that yeah. I understood the Basque fisherman reference. Hopefully you can see uh, Olivia Munn's lack of enunciation in more movies and feel smart about it. Her lack of enunciation. Oh, Kelly Wood. Kelly Wood, what, what movie should we make Dingus watch next week? Does it only have to be one? Well, he, you know he's going to watch. You know he's going to. No, he's going to watch the director's first movie. You know he's going to do that. Oh, wait! You have to record, please, like tape him watching it. Just like a YouTube video of like yeah. those reaction videos, just the camera on Dingus watching Beyond the Black Rainbow. There's yeah. one of Ricky Gervais where they make Carl Pilkington watch uh, Brokeback Mountain, and 
<laughs> when seeing where his face changes because he doesn't he thinks it's just a western that he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so i want that all right so thing is, uh next week we'll be doing a podcast for mandy and the director's first movie is called beyond the black rainbow we're going to need you to sit in front of a camera while you watch it so that uh, kelly wand can enjoy the video okay can i do that with uh with my son Kelly Wan, what do you think? Should, should Dingus' son be able to watch Beyond the Black Rainbow? Well, his son is a Basque fisherman. <laughs> um. So uh, join us next week for our Mandy podcast. If you if you do see Mandy, we would be curious what you think. Uh, it's not the kind of movie that you watch and then don't have much to say about it. So uh, send us an email to 3x3 at quarter2three.com. Let us know what you think of Mandy. If maybe you have some questions that we could answer, uh, we'd love to include those as part of our podcast. Also, uh, just you've still got a few more weeks. Think of your favorite examples of people who play themselves in movies. Don't want to give you any any hints about what kind of things we're thinking of, but what are some examples of that where you like, where someone plays him or herself in a movie? In a separate email, send some of your favorite examples of that to 3x3 at quarter2three.com before midnight on Sunday, September 30th, and we will read your picks on the air for that. So Mandy cool. next week. Our favorite uh, actors playing themselves the week – or no, people playing themselves the week after. Join us for those podcasts. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Murkowski. It's Christian Murkowski. And Kelly Wand. Neil deGrasse Tyson read for the Olivia role, but they said that his knobs were too distracting. You know who I'd like to see fight the Predator for real? Uh, Jamie Farr. Don't worry about him. He's got Tourette's. He can't help it. I'd prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Total Recall is a much better Philip K. Dick story than the Blade Running Man. Because what is reality is much more compelling question than what is cybernetic organism, unless it's a Terminator, obviously. And the Blade Runners, they lose every fight, except the fleeing stripper who's part snake. Do I get a cookie now? I asked David Gordon Green and Danny McBride if they wanted my character, Count Cartaxula, to appear in their Halloween film. They said their favorite James Cameron movie was The Abyss. I'm hungry for an Asperger. Oh.